You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Wednesday, March 4th. What is it, the first first Wednesday in Lind? Well, that would have been... Well, last week was Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. Is that not considered... Well, I guess I don't we'll know. ask the we can expert, ask. since we're going to talk about Lent today. <laughs> uh, we'll ask our expert here in just a moment. Uh, so we're going to take a look at Lent, dig into it a little bit. What is the preparatory nature of Lent? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll talk about that in just a little bit with Pastor Brady Finneran. And in the second half, a uh, really cool event coming up here in St. Louis. Yeah, with um, Intersex artsy Arts. Stuff. Yeah, art it, and food. So this is for win, both of us. Win, win, <laughs> win. I like food. You like art. I like art too. But yeah, Uh, so we're going to talk about that in the second half. Talk with our friends from Intersect Arts, and then I I have to plug tomorrow. Tomorrow is coffee day on the coffee hour. Uh, Our friends from Sacred Grounds are coming back with the coffee truck, Mm -hmm. so you'll hear all kinds of fun sound effects outside, um, and uh, hopefully we'll have great weather for that. So looking forward to uh, hanging out with our friends from Sacred Grounds as well. I'm really excited for coffee trucks. Who isn't? Because coffee. (laughs) Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us by phone this morning, Pastor Brady Finneran at Messiah Lutheran Church in Sartell, Minnesota. Pastor Finneran, thanks for being our guest this morning. Thank you for having me. Always good to chat with you, and uh, thanks for taking on the challenge of talking about Lent with us. <laughs> um, anyone who's willing to come on and just talk openly about a subject is a brave soul, right? Because we just have a little <laughs> fun here on the coffee hour. So it's it's Lent. What does Lent look like um, at uh, at Messiah? Happy Lent. Can I say that? <laughs> I think I think I think you sure can. I do it around here. So um, because there's much joy that comes with Lent, because. Um, what's not to enjoy? More, um, more worship services, um, more time in God's Word, more time in prayer, and more time to give. Um, so it's a, it's a happy time. How about that? Hey, that's good. That's good. So, <laughs> okay. So let's let's work through uh, some some ideas about Lent and what makes Lent a preparatory season. Is there a preparatory nature to it? And so one of the points that that, uh, you shared with us beforehand is that there are struggles of Lent. What are the struggles of Lent? Well, yeah, I'll I'll take a a step back is you usually don't use the word prepare Mm -hmm. for Lent as much as you do for Advent. You know, Advent, there's always, you know, banners and people talking about preparing for the coming of Christ. And it's not that we don't have that theme when it comes to Lent, but really the themes come down to repentance, prayer, almsgiving, and sometimes people put fasting into it. Um, But really it comes down to the idea of repentance, prayer, and giving. And those are not easy things. I mean, this is where the struggle of Lent comes in, is that you are asked to repent, and who wants to do that? You know, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't like doing that. John the Baptist tells me to do it, but I don't like doing it. So that's what makes it a real struggle of a, of a time of year because you're presented with your sins. You look at Jesus as it goes out into the desert, and you realize that he did something I can't do. He gets tempted, and he doesn't fail, but I do all the time. I want more power. I, you know, I want... I want to uh, have my, be my own God. I want to do all these things. And so that's where the struggle really comes in as you're confronted with your sins. On top of that, especially in the church, you're busy. You have more worship services. You, um, like For us, we had a, a funeral on Saturday, which is a very difficult funeral to do. And so this plan you have for Lent, I'm going to give up this, or I'm going to do more devotion, or I'm going to pray more, it gets all distracted and, and with a busy schedule, which is why when we look at it, 
the, um, the struggles of it is how can we make this as simple as possible to do the main thing, which is what it's all about, is fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. You're talking about the busy season of Lent. I think I was just lamenting to my husband the other day that like, it, there all of a sudden we hit March and there's so much happening. And as a choir member, you know, we have our Wednesday night services and then we have choir practice uh, after services. So, I mean, so Wednesdays, Wednesdays are a long day for us, but that's, that's part of that is part of the season of Lent when we're in the church and we're, we're involved in the church. There's just, there's just more happening and keeping it simple is a, is a really good thing uh, to keep in mind to stay focused uh, on what's important. Um, you mentioned repentance and praying and giving. Uh, dig into dig into repentance first. I love what you wrote in, a, in your talking points. You need Jesus. Stop it. <laughs> well, the color the color purple, you know, really points us to royalty. And when you're among royalty, you're not, you're not standing up making your case and showing how great you are. You're on your knees in honor of the king, you know, and that's a sign of repentance. Um, you put that up there. This also is a reminder, too, of repentance is also when you look upon your own mortality. And this was, and I'll go back to this because it was such a, such a big funeral. One of our founding members, who, mm-hmm. she had cancer for a very short time, died. And you stand up there at the funeral and you look at the purple and you stand there and you realize that four months prior to this, she was healthy wow. and now she's gone. And so that brings you to repentance, not as, oh, I'm, I'm glad I'm, you know, that I'm not doing that. But it makes you realize that tomorrow this could all be over. And so what do I need? I need God. I have the ashes upon my forehead last week. Um, and so repent, you know, go, go reconcile with your family members. Go repent to your kids Repent to your spouse, repent to others, and because you know what you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but repent um, ultimately before the king and say, "I am unworthy, and we know when we do repent that that he is uh, that he's gracious and loving and uh, and will repent, cleanse us from all unrighteousness when we talk about the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world so that's that's what repentance is. It begins and ends looking at the cross, which brings terror because we don't deserve it but also ultimately brings comfort to know that it's Jesus who has done it all. How might prayer look different during Lent? Is it different during Lent? Um, well, it's more of a focus. I mean, this is why we have all the devotions. Uh, the midweek services really, at the end of the day, are more time for prayer. And that's how I emphasize it, is telling people, you know, even if you're like, oh, I don't want to go, oh, this, is that here's another opportunity that God has given to you to pray um, come here, use just more of a solemn occasion. Um, and also, you know, a lot of times for our church, people enter in silence a lot of times, and uh, that gives them more time to pray. They can stay after. Here's where prayer is. It can be very um, powerful in the sense that there's set-aside time. For me, I encourage the congregation and myself, because whenever I start praying, I go all over the place. I'm here, there, I'm everywhere which is why I think it's a powerful thing to look at the litany, um, which is in the hymnal on page 288. And that's been going on for generations where people have gathered when we struggle on what to pray. There's an example to pray for the whole, um, the company of the church, the world, every, all the needs that are out there are all encompassed in that, which is a great way to center in in a, in a time of great distraction. 
Absolutely, that is litany is a is a very uh, focusing thing during Lent, which is which is really great. Um, so the the third thing you brought up was giving. Uh, what does giving look like during during Lent? Well, I mean, giving is no different than any other time of year, really. But one of the things that that we've seen at our church um, is the opportunity to give in a very simple way, which is at the you know the Lenten suppers, the uh, you know the the obligatory. Um, basket. I don't know if you have that in yours, but it seems like everyone has the basket. And a lot of times people think they're paying for whatever the cost would have been for a normal meal or something. But for us, we try to make it a focus that we're giving outside of the church or helping somebody. And we have a particular case in our congregation where there's a gal who is on disability and not able to do certain things. And so we gave that opportunity for people to give. And they gave, I mean, usually we get like a certain amount, and they gave 10 times more for this meal to help this one gal out. Wow. And so those, that's a great opportunity. Obviously, any kind of service agency um, that you want to support, it's just a reminder, why do we give? Because Christ gave himself for us. And so it's just another reminder for that of a discipline as we look and repent and look back to Christ. And in essence, like I said before, prepare for the, for the death and resurrection of our Lord. Ah, see, you said prepare again, so it is a preparatory I season. I know. I pulled it I'm back. Just teasing you, man. <laughs> well, there are some similarities and differences between Advent. I think you you pointed out uh, between Advent and Lent, and you, you pointed out some of those earlier. Um, both are what we call what penitential season. So we see uh, the the violet or purple during these seasons. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it violet or purple? What's the correct name for the color? Uh, I, we could go on for hours probably about that. Uh, I, I just say purple. That's purple. all I'm going to say. I don't know. All right. Let's <laughs> not start any uh, fights over that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the difference, you know, they're both penitential seasons and the, the colors reflect that. Um, but uh, they're different. In uh, They both reflect um, or point to Christ coming in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, and there's so many similarities. But one of the big ones is you start Advent with already looking at the second coming, you know, Mm -hmm. so there's a, you start that season looking there. And so in essence, you could have Evan go through and you don't necessarily need a, um, something to happen necessarily. You do it, you know, once Christmas comes, you have that. But if you just had Lent without Easter, you are, we are left in our sins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and so you need to have, you need to have Good Friday. You need to have Easter. And in essence, you need to have Pentecost. Because, you know, all this stuff's happened in the past. How are we going to get it now? Well, the Holy Spirit comes. And so it de- definitely follows an order that we need, you know, death in our sins, resurrection in Christ, the Holy Spirit to sustain us in faith and in service to others. So that, I would say that's the biggest difference, is that you need to follow the order um, in order to see the fullness of Christ and what he's done for us. It's like we were meant to have seasons. Hmm. Oh, crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap up with just uh, just about a half a minute left. Uh, the joys of Lent. I know you mentioned some of these earlier at the beginning, but let's, uh, yeah. let's, let's take a look at those joys of Lent. Yeah, well, there's many joys. One of them 
for us is that we have confirmation on Palm Sunday. So we enter the season knowing that there's going to be a great event. One, my own, my oldest daughter is going to confirm her faith on Palm Sunday, which mm-hmm. is a real joy. Um, you have other ones from Minnesota is, you know, it's over 30, so we can wear shorts almost <laughs> all day. Um, you know, the snow is melting. Um, there's more opportunities to receive God's gifts. Um, uh, and we are surrounded. We are almost going to be surrounded by the Alleluia's very soon, knowing that truly our Lord has died and risen for us. So really, like I said at the beginning, you can say Happy Lent because we have so much joy surrounding us as we look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Our guest today, Pastor Brady Finner, Messiah Lutheran Church in Sartell, Minnesota. Thanks so much for being our guest today on the Coffee Hour. Yes, Happy Lent. Happy Lent. <laughs> You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Bye.